Hi, it's Wes Johnson. And John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. One of my favorite ones. He's like, yeah, it tasted like that five gum, but, you know, free Dreamcast. <laughs> Sorry, what did she make? She made eggplant parmesan, but he said it tasted like like gum. <laughs> Minty? Yeah. God, how do you fuck that up? I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's plenty of ways to fuck up eggplant parmesan, but not in that way. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> She she found a way. Especially eggplant. You can mess up eggplant. I mean that stuff. That that's nasty on a good day. You know what I mean? You can you can mess up eggplant bad. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, eggplant requires a a, a fine skilled touch to to really get right. Yeah, it it, t- it tends to be like really moisture heavy, like mushrooms. Yep. Um, so you gotta. I, I honestly can't remember what is, what exactly you're supposed to do to treat it before you like fry it. But uh, like that's the expectation I would have, is that you would have, it would just be like really soupy. And you're like, yeah, okay, watery noodles and shit. Yeah. But tastes like gum. Like, oh, <laughs> did y'all watch uh, Thirty Rock? No, nah. I never. I never got into it. I'll There's, have to. It's it's on. It's available now on many streaming services. So I'll have to start watching it. Worth your time. Yeah. Uh, there are definitely some bits that do not age well. <laughs> um, but it, I would say definitely watch it. But uh, what's his name? Uh, John Hamm plays a character on there on there that uh, starts dating Tina Fey, starts dating Liz Lemon, and he's an m- absolute moron. Um, <laughs> and she realizes that he's so beautiful, no one has ever corrected him or explained something to him properly. Um, and there's this one scene where they've just they're at his place and they just had dinner. And she goes, "That's uh, that was an interesting flavor on that, on that fish. Would you, would you marinate?" And he goes, "Oh, Gatorade." <laughs> <laughs> and he just nails the execution too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's a he's a beautiful dummy. <laughs> he's fucking gum. He, I feel like, and, and we'll talk about him later. Not this episode because we didn't have enough prep time, which is actually a joke in itself. Um. We'll, we'll do the, the Geek 101 for Batman later. Um, but, like, I've always thought that John Hamm would make a really good Bruce Wayne slash mm-hmm. Batman. I feel like he's got the chops for it. I feel like he's... not. I, would, I wouldn't say underappreciated. Underappreciated is the wrong word. But, like, I feel like he deserves bigger roles, you know? Like, we could really give John Hamm something to work with. John Hamm would be amazing. John Hamm has this weird universal adapter quality to him where he'd be an incredible Bruce Wayne. He'd be an amazing Superman. Yeah. Um, you can kind of slot him into most, almost any character. Yeah. And he works really well because he's just like ruggedly good looking and really charming um, and like just a little swarthy so he can kind of play across the board. Um, he, like he'd be amazing as like Doc Savage. Um, yeah. No. He's and, and it also really helps him. It works very much in his favor that this, the role he's most associated with is one that's a period piece. So you can more easily see him in modern stuff and in like 60s era stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, we, when, go ahead. 
I was going to say, we've, we've talked about John Krasinski. Like our joke where it was John Krasinski as uh, Reed Richards and then uh, Rain Wilson as uh, Victor Von Doom. Yeah. But like, I, I can see about that, the more I like it. I know, right? Like, doesn't it work? Like, it's it's fucked up, but like, I kind of love it. Um, I think John Hamm could make it would make a good Reed Richards as well. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, he'd be a great doom as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where you're going with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck, you just put him anywhere. There's just not have... much that dude can't do. The like, one man, I'm, the one man MCU, basically. I am honestly bummed that Mads Mikkelsen was cast uh, as Facilius because that's Doctor Doom. Like motherfucker, Ooh. exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like that. Oh dude. man. Ooh. Um. At this point, if you wanted to go traditionally handsome and you wanted to have somebody with, like, a slight accent, um, Alex Skarsgård would be really good. Alexander Skarsgård. Um, yeah. yeah. I get he my was... Skarsgårds mixed up. Which Skarsgård's this one? He Bill, is. Bill uh, Skarsgård uh, was the one who played Pennywise. Alexander Skarsgård, if I remember correctly, was the one who played bootstrap Bill Turner from the Pirates of the Caribbean series. No, um, 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 that's, that's, uh, uh, um, son of a bitch. That's Harpo Skarsgård. That's Tito Skarsgård? Skarsgård? Yeah, okay. Shem Skarsgård. <laughs> um, <laughs> damn it, what is his first name? Stellan? Stellan, yes, that's the father. Okay. No, Alexander was Eric Northman on True Blood. He's very He's... tall, like, like, think of a Slavic person. Like, like, like an Icelandic person. That's Eric Skarsgård. Um, uh, oh, 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 I'm looking like at him now, yeah. Six foot four, like, blonde and gorgeous. Um, yeah, that dude would be fucking great. Yeah. I could... yet, like, the fucking, the Rain Wilson thing, like, again, it, it started as a... That, that, honestly, is the biggest problem I have with, like, the, the quote-unquote shitty fan casting, is there has almost never been one where I wasn't like, I'd like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so yeah, few where I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. in like an anthology or something, like a five minute short, fuck yeah. Yeah, I would, I would really enjoy seeing just like having fun with it, essentially. Like, they would, it would really be like, it, it's never going to happen because there's so much money invested in things like that. And the likelihood that they're going to. Just be like, yeah, fuck it, let's just do whatever. Is really, really, really unlikely when it comes to things like that. But yeah, I would really enjoy seeing that too. Dude, a fucking like Legends of the Dark Knight style Batman movie would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. bunch of different Batmans. Yeah, different directors, different writers, different yeah. casts. For sure. So, are you guys? Since we got the whole team here, you guys ready for some f- fucking amazing news? Yes. Sure. So remember how the, the last time we did an episode specifically for our Patreon members, we were like making up names because we were like, we got to sound cool. We got to like, you know, pad the numbers, make it sound like we got a shitload of people on the Patreon. Um, well, we do now, actually. We went from two to five, like in a week. And that's just f- fucking amazing. Like I was I was so excited because like I got one email that was like it pops up and it's like, you have a new patron. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I saw it again, and I was like, oh, something must be busted. I'm getting another notification for the same thing. Oh, no. No, no. It was another person. And then another person after that, too. It's just, like, it's it's awesome. So let's do the roll call here real quick when it comes to our patrons. Who are your, we are giving shout-outs to? We've got Miss Jessica Dillon. We have Miss 
Alejandra Nez. We have Miss Mariah Beachboard. We have Miss Miranda Mall. And we have Miss Misty Bivens. So, first off, ladies bringing the heat right now. Because no shit, right? none of y'all, like, Y chromosome carrying motherfuckers have donated any money. With the exception of MC Brooks, who keeps buying all my t-shirts, which I appreciate, MC. Thank you. Um, yeah, like, it's it's just awesome. I love this. And, like, what's even cooler is, is a lot of the people who are patrons are people who have actually contributed stuff to GGR before and have, like, written stuff for us or have done podcasts for us. I mean, like, it's just, it's cool to see this level of support from from people like, like Miranda. Um I was just about to give away her secret name. She's got a secret name and she writes under a name here at GGR, but we'll keep it <laughs> quiet. Um, she's been supporting GGR since day one. I mean, we're talking like when me and Steve first started it back in 2014. Like w- one of the first articles was her review of whatever Transformer movie it was where Optimus Prime has a sword. I don't remember which one it was, but she wrote a review of that. That was one of our first articles. And that's, you want to talk about like, like OG man, she's been here since the very beginning. Since you know we had fake names, so I'm so like Miranda. You fascinate me so much. Oh, God, your, right? your like and dislike in movies seems to have no real rhyme or reason <laughs> that, you, that you can ascertain. <clears throat> and I'm I am fucking so curious about that shit. Yeah, yeah. She is. She has been like that since high school, though. She is. She is a, a mystery wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a Twinkie. Like she is just like mysterious but like i've i've always liked she's loyal to the to the end man she is she's an awesome friend and she always has been um in fact one of the things that you guys did see steve at first we make fun of you because we're like man steve's not on social media old man monic (laughs) no it's actually gonna work out really really well for the podcast tonight because these things that we talk about we now can get your take on as well too because we've spent lots of time on social media doing these things we're going to include you in that this evening. We're working. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm telling you, man. This is the things you miss on our Facebook group, dude. Lots of good stuff. Apparently, like the Lisa Simpson meme where she just says, like, you know, controversial shit. Willy Wonka is just saw for children. Yeah. 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 It's a I've good seen take, that. Man. Good take. But uh, MC shared it. And then Rambo shared a version of it, but it was for movies. MC's was music. And it's basically like give your musical hot take that people are going to be like, whoa, what the fuck? There you go. An unpopular musical hot take. And then Rambo's was the same only for movies. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and then seeing where things go. We may end up throwing some more random questions in here. But here's the thing about GGR Pirate Radio when we're at the diner. We never really run out of stuff to talk about. We always can find something to talk about. One of the things that I want to do, though, in this cold open uh, today is I want to stop for just a quick second before we jump in. Because most of us grew up as part of what I would call the MTV generation. And because of that, we we spent a lot of time watching music videos. And it would be in bad form of me not to at least pay respect to this man. One of the first music videos I ever remember seeing... uh, like when I could actually, you know, like remember things, seeing things as a child was uh, Hot for a Teacher by Van Halen. It was like one of the first music videos I ever remember seeing. 
And this dude with his crazy hair was playing on a guitar faster than I've ever seen anybody move his fingers before. And I remember thinking, I was like, this guy's amazing. And like, wow, this, this is incredible. And like asking my older cousins about Van Halen and then being like, hang on, let me tell you about Van Halen. And like playing some of their records and stuff and just realizing that this guy was just like an incredible musician and like just absolutely fell in love with everything that he's done. Like just incredibly talented. And that's Eddie Van Halen. And unfortunately it was on Monday that we found out that he passed away from cancer at the age of 65. So just around the room real quick. I mean, do you guys have like a favorite Van Halen memory? Do you have a favorite Van Halen song? I mean, like my favorite Van Halen moment was it's, it's really cheesy, but it, it was just like one of those important moments in my childhood uh, going to see, I want to say it was either sixth or seventh grade. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but that was the summer that Twister came out and going to see Twister and thinking like, Oh, this movie's amazing. This movie's fantastic. And then going and buying the soundtrack to it. And they have two songs on there. One is Van Halen, um, human humans being. And then there's another one where it's called respect the wind. And it's just a, um, an instrumental piece by, by Eddie. It's just all, it's, it's amazing. But like, that was like when I, it was like solidified. I was like, man, this guy is just like on a whole different level than everybody else. But, uh, Steve, I know you were a big fan, so we'll we'll go to you, man. What any like favorite like what's your favorite Van Halen song or like any moments where you were just like blown away by what he was doing? Yeah, it's really hard to pick a favorite song. Uh, yeah, Eddie Van Halen's. Really, I, I've listened to a lot of rock, a lot of prog rock, and you know a lot of different people that I like that were influenced by Eddie Van Halen. Um, easily in my top five guitarists like all time i mean just no doubt about it both for his music for what he did for for the genre uh the influence that he had um but you know memory wise like i remember the first time listening my, my favorite van halen's 1984 uh and listening to that album which speaking of hot for teachers off that album um and i know they've had more popular songs i know they've had other albums that might have been a little bit commercially better that that's maybe just me speaking off the cuff but i remember listening to 1984 top to bottom and just going like wait what what just happened right now because it's just so much like to me that's quintessential quintessential van halen um and i just remember just marathoning that album over and over and over again uh in high school um and just how well it holds up you know even you know, early 2000s, you know, that that album is literally older than I am. And I'm listening to it with my friends in the car alongside current rock stuff that we were into. Um, and that has probably one of their more popular songs off of it. Um, you know, not only Hot for Teacher, but Jump and Panama are on that album. Uh, and those are some <laughs> amazingly popular songs as well. So, um, yeah, I, I can't pick a favorite song, but I think that's my favorite album. Yeah, for sure. Rambo, what say you about Eddie Van Halen? Um, I, yeah, I'm similar in, in Steve's book in terms of like I don't know if I have a favorite song. Running with the Devil certainly fucking up there. Um, but when I so I, I recently learned um, one thing about him, and, I, and there's an old old uh, uh, fact about him that I learned a while ago, and I was like fucking blown away by this idea that he used to use the most random shit to tune his guitar, like a chainsaw. He would tune his guitar against a chainsaw. 
And that's why it sounded so completely fucking different than anybody else's. And that is just the wackiest shit in my head. Um, but uh, in Back to the Future, when um, Marty has, when he goes to, to George as Darth Vader, um, and he pulls out the, the tape and it says Van Halen, that's not the band. Um, the band was under contract and would not be allowed to perform, but Eddie could. So that is Van Halen. It's just not Van Halen. Um, <laughs> it's it's just Eddie like fucking around on his guitar, <laughs> uh, having a good time, uh, specifically for the movie, which I thought was really cool. That even though the band was under contract and, and like couldn't perform in, in, a, in like they couldn't get a song, and he's like, well, I can I can just noodle something around for you. That's that's just cool as shit. Oh, and my buddy Nino, I didn't know this. Eddie Van Halen is half Indonesian. I didn't know a generic white dude. Um, but yeah, yeah, Eddie Van Halen, half Indonesian guy. Um, so like, fully representative and shit. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, it it just it sucks, man. And it, it's it's a further. Uh, reminder of the fact that like we're all at an age where a lot of the pop culture stuff we grew up with is going to start dropping off mm. um, and that is a fucking bummer MC over to you uh, well I'm going to be the odd guy out here because uh, I don't have any like personal experiences uh, listening to Eddie Van Halen or Van Halen in general I mean I've heard their music before so I'm like I've, uh, I'm familiar with him, familiar with who they are in like the generic sense, but I could I, I can't tell you song names, I can't tell you albums or, or anything like that. Um, but I will say just uh, just from a, a as a musician, I mean it's a sad day whenever anyone who's had the kind of iconic career that he's had passes away uh, because he is no doubt a legend and he no doubt has influenced and impact a ton of the musicians and guitarists that I actually do like. Uh, that I'm familiar with, like Tom Morello, for example. Um, the one thing I I, I I will remember about him is that he played he played he uh, wrote the solo for Michael Jackson's "Beat It" in a half hour. Didn't get paid for it. But beyond that, he also rearranged the song while Michael Jackson was like outside of the studio. And that can, that kind of contributed to kind of "Beat It" being sounded uh, becoming. Uh, what it was because of his, his contributions that weren't really known unless you were, you know, in the studio or, you know, Quincy Jones. So, um, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. It's one of my favorite Michael songs. Um, but as I was saying, it's, it's a sad day whenever, you know, any kind of iconic musician passes away. And, and um, you know, just, we can be grateful that contributions will live on through the music he created and the countless amount of people he inspired. Yeah, man, I think it was very well said, for sure. Uh, yeah, guys, yeah. rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen, man. Like, you're shredding with some some pretty amazing people up there in heaven right now. So we'll go ahead and we're going to jump in. We're going to talk about some of those musical hot takes that you have that uh, might get you in trouble, might get you some weird looks. Same thing with movies. We're going to talk about those as well. Make sure you guys tune in to the next episode of App Diner on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. Thanks to all of the crew here. It's Steve Monick, it's MC Brooks, it's James Rambo. 
Make sure you tune into the next episode. Like I said, and as always, just remember that when we work together, there are no heights that we can't achieve. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>